Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa, Louisa Barton, host and executive producer of the Horse Talk Show, broadcasting from the CEP Equine Studios in downtown Ocala. And I have my co-host in the studio with me, Maria Lacasse from Midnight Rose Equestrian. She can massage you and your horse. She's licensed to do both, and she does a phenomenal job. Uh, with both you and your horse and helping you work together uh, more effectively and Im- improve your performance as well as your horses. We also have a very special guest, Lauren Proctor-Brown. I was just chatting to her about <laughs> how much I love double-barreled names. That's what we call them in England. Yeah. I, you know, that blanked out. We were talking about hyphens, and I blanked it. And it just came barreled. to me. Double-barreled <laughs> last names are posh and proper. I'm going to use that. I love it. It's a good one. Double, but had you never heard that before? I've never heard of that one. I usually tell people it was so good they named me twice. <laughs> well, now you can say you're double-barreled. You have a double-barreled, double-barreled hold on. <laughs> yes, it, it's a double-barreled surname. Mm-hmm. In England, it's called a surname, S-U-R. Double-barreled first name, given name? I suppose you could. Like Marianne or something? Yeah, it would be a double-barreled, yeah. Double-barreled first name, and then double-barreled surname is what we call your last name in England. <laughs> When people were like, what, surname? What's a surname? Yeah, so you have a double-barreled surname. Lauren's with the Ocala Polo Club, Team Resolute, and we love having her here in the studio. We're going to talk a couple of segments later on about polo. We're going to teach you a little bit about the game and um, chuckers and all those good, fun things. You get to see a little action. We've got some photographs from Jeff Garren that you should enjoy, but we're going to start off with some news. Um, I think we have some... um, a horse for you. We do. Uh, we've got Junebug actually up here from the heart of Florida Youth Ranch. And we want to say thank you to Jackie Demerick of Demerick Racing and Sales because this week, through this um, promotion that we're, we're doing for these foster kids who have horses to do horsemanship and riding with and, and learn all about farm management and maintenance and all the things that go into looking after horses, um, Junebug has been fostered and is no longer available for fostering, and the Demerics have done that. So thank you very much to them. As I mentioned before, the Horse Talk Show has fostered Buddy, the Tennessee Walker, and um, we have one for you this week that needs to be fostered, and that is Rosie. Dear old Rosie is, of course, a mare, 
looks like we're not quite sure how old she is, but she's amicable, loving, and caring, and she's a quarter horse. And you can reach out to Brenda Caruja, and I believe her number is 425-0709, 425-0709, and that's area code 352. And for $95 a month, you can be a foster parent to one of these horses that's in this program. These kids get up every day on the farm and learn how important it is to get up early to feed and to mark and to clean up the paddocks and to mow and to fix fences. They go to school, they come home to the same place and take care of the horses again. And on the weekends, they learn to ride and they learn other skills. And they have eight horses currently in this program. And these children are all, um, the reason they're in the foster program is they have something that has occurred that's just been really traumatic in their life. That would be potentially they were trafficked, um, sexual physical abuse, um, drugs, uh, some kind of parental concern or issue for their safety has put them in this foster program and Brenda does such a phenomenal job with them and the horses and we've shared some really wonderful stories with you about um, even one child was very sad and having a rough day and went to see the horses and the horse put her head over the fence and a fly or something had gotten her eye and the little the child was crying and the horse's eye ran and the child thought that the horse was crying with her so I feel like these horses are giving such emotional support to these kids that it's just absolutely invaluable that we do what we can to help so if you can foster Rosie we'd love to see that happen um, hobby horse equestrian games is coming up at the Florida Horse Park, October 22nd from 10 to 4 p.m. We are going to learn from top equestrians from the safety of a stick horse. We're going to learn barrel racing, show jumping, eventing, reining, steeplechase, and we're going to have a polo match. Go ahead. Horse Equestrian Games will be held at the Florida Horse Park on October 22nd. This event is part of the Equine Initiative presented by Piranha and it's a great way to learn horse sports from top equestrians and compete yourself from the safety of a stick horse. We're seeking businesses who would like to compete against one another in the polo tournament and sponsors for the event. This event will be free to the public and all ages are welcome. Please reach out to Louisa at ocalacep.com if you'd like to be involved. Lauren had no idea how much fun joining the CEP would be and how fast the turnaround would happen. So we threw her straight under the bus with that activity. So that was at the Florida Horse Park, us on stick horses, learning to play polo. So uh, a lot of fun and you can come and do that. And the there is absolutely no admission fee at the Florida Horse Park who is helping support this event. Um, a portion of the funds do go to the Equine Rescue Fund at the CEP Foundation. 
and um, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're looking for sponsors. We're looking for um, some teams that would like to play against each other, maybe hospital against hospital or big distribution company <laughs> against big distribution company or car dealership against car, car dealership yeah. against car dealership would be phenomenal. We would love that. We could definitely park a Land Rover out there for them, you know, or a Porsche. <laughs> So it should be a lot of fun, and you're going to learn horse sports in a non-intimidating manner from a stick horse. So you understand the rules. Then when you do go and attend a polo match, you understand what's happening, um, which I think is cool. Or if you go to a reining show or a show jumping or eventing or whatever, and you want to learn how to, how to do that sport so you know what's going on, it's a great way to learn from a stick horse. So we love that. Um, a little bit of other news. Congratulations to... Oregon's Gabriella Blakely, who won the 2022 Tevis Cup. Um, our dear Heather Reynolds came forth ooh, ooh, from right here in our uh, Dunellen area of just outside Ocala um, on Sudden. So congratulations to Heather on the fourth place. Sadly, um, rarely does this happen, apparently, surprisingly enough, in a race like the Tevis Cup. But um, one horse did go down on one of the narrower trails, and by the time the owner got to the horse, sadly, he had passed away. Um, so our thoughts and prayers go out to Susie Kramer and her horse, Steel. Um, the Tevis Cup keep everything as safe as they possibly can while still maintaining the historic condition of the trail and the whole point of the, of the trail being very challenging. But they do have 11 mandatory vet checks on this trail for the horses. So... Um, it was a very sad accident, and fortunately, we don't hear of this much with the Tevis Cup, um, which is which is surprising, as I said, for such an incredible, yeah. very difficult race. It'd be fun to do that race, and uh, it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> I'll you to stick to polo, stick to polo, yeah, <laughs> stick to polo. Um, but it does make you appreciate Arabs. It does, it does, because the Arabian breed is just phenomenal. Mm, so. Phenomenal, that. Um, got a few more things to share with you, but we're running out of time. So very quickly, just prayers out to the owners and breeders of Kittens Joy who passed away at 21 unexpectedly from a heart attack this week. Kittens Joy was in a phenomenal turf racehorse. We'll be back on the Horse Talk Show with Dr. Adam Kayot in just a couple of minutes. Stay with us.
This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. With over 70 years of collective experience in the horse industry, Lipchip was built with integrity by horsemen for horsemen. Introducing the ChipLink system, powered by Lipchip, where a 15-digit unique ID becomes a key to unlock not only identity, but also health paperwork, owner information, and even photos of each horse. So simple, even a child can do it. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. Enhance your horse's performance, fitness, strength, and rehabilitation with state-of-the-art equipment. ETI treadmills offer the finest European engineering, the highest quality filtration, and no chemicals are required. Follow Equine Therapy International on social media or at equinetherapyint.com. Equine Therapy International provides technologically advanced therapy for horses worldwide. Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here with Dr. Adam Kayot at Peterson Smith Equine Hospital in Complete Care. And we're going to talk about parasites, another thing we have to deal with quite a bit in Florida. Dr. Kayot, there's a slew of parasites. <laughs> yes, there are. And they're always trying to figure out ways to get around what we're trying to kill them with. Um, so obviously parasites can cause all kinds of problems. There's, there's roundworms, ascrids, strongids, uh, you know, or, or, or strongiles, big, small, you know, you name it. There's all kinds of parasites out there that, that can cause all, wreak all kinds of havoc in horses. They, they can be just from as mild as, you know, a dull coat and a pot belly to severe colic and, you know, and, uh, and, and those sorts of things that, that can be an issue. So obviously staying on top of um, your deworming program is, is of utmost importance. It's particularly important if you have a horse that is exposed to a bunch of different horses or you have a bunch of different horses coming in and out of the stable, stable from other places around the country, around the world, um, that, that can be bringing these things in and out. If you have somewhat of a closed herd and where you're basically, you know, you just have your backyard, backyard horses and they aren't going anywhere and you really don't have any other horses coming in, then that you have less of a less of an issue probably. Um, so so that's always something to consider. And and um, a new wave of thought it used to be the old wave is well you just worm bing 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 so many months apart you switch your wormer and that was the old way of doing things. Well, because we did that and we did it blindly, we are starting to see some resistance to wormers, meaning the wormers that we were using are not working the way they're supposed to be working or, or as well as they worked before. So what we're trying to do now is we're trying to deworm on need, all right? It's real easy 
All we need is a fecal test to see, you know, if there are any, you know, any worms present. If there are worms present, then we recommend that, that you deworm, and we can recommend the dewormer that you should use. If there aren't, we're asking you to just don't. You don't need to do it because once those things start coming in, um, we want to be able to be effective. There's nothing, there's nothing coming, there's no new products out there that are being researched. Ivermectin is basically the gold standard. It's been here for years, and there's nothing behind it that they're really working on currently to, to, um, as a dewormer in horses. So um, that's our kind of our last line of defense, and if that become, if, if those worms become um, resistant to that, we're in a world of hurt. So we're trying to, um, to go that way, and, and I understand, I mean, fecals tend to be a little bit more expensive um, than just blindly worming, but um, in the long run, I think, you know, you're going to save yourself a lot of headache, because if that, if that does happen, if resistance does happen, you're going to have a mess. So we're trying to avoid that. We are seeing that. It's not something that it's, you know, just uh, that uh, it's not real. It definitely happens, and on your bigger farms, it, it tends to happen more, more uh, readily. So we're trying to get people to worm as needed, do fecal exams, be in contact with your veterinarian as far as all that goes. Look at your horses. Look at, your, look at the body condition of them. Look at their coat and, and all those things that can kind of indicate whether they need um, to be dewormed or not. But the gold standard would be a fecal exam, and we don't need a whole pile. Just need one little nugget, it's fine. And uh, that'll give us a very good indication of, of what's going on. Now, is there ever a concern that you take a nugget and you perhaps don't find anything and later on it, it's possible? And then also there are some visible to the naked eye and some of course that are not. That's right, that's right. So yes, it is possible. It's not likely, you know, if, 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 if they have strong giles that are, that are shedding eggs if you get one a nugget that doesn't have any in it and there's a bunch, that's, that's not very likely. Um, so that can happen. There are a couple things, tapeworms, they don't shed, you know, they don't shed uh, eggs. And, and then obviously you have insisted strong giles that aren't doing anything, but they're hanging out in the, in the lining of the intestine. So those can be issues. Um, that's why we kind of recommend that you do a fecal every, you know, quarterly. So every three months or so. Um, and that, that will give you a better idea because certainly those insisted ones um, can come out by at some point, and then those will start shedding eggs as well. As far as the tapeworms go, um, those can sometimes be seen uh, around the perineum, underneath the tail. Um, <clears throat> it's not very common in horses, uh, so that's good. Um, but, yeah, so there, there are fecal isn't the end-all, be-all, but it's, it's a really good indicator of what, what's worrisome. And much better than deworming with something that perhaps will not take care of the particular parasite that you have because there are other dewormers other than ivermectin, strongid, and, and anthocyanin, and a number of others that you might actually be addressing the wrong parasite. Yep, exactly. So that's why we're trying to figure out what, what exactly is there and just tailor your deworming program to what the problem is. Makes sense. Very good. Parasites. In horses, here with Dr. Adam Kayot of Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Parasites in Florida. Definitely something we have a problem with. <laughs> we have a lot of them, and they don't die off very well because we don't get very, very cold weather for long periods of time. So it's definitely weather. 
a struggle, isn't yeah. it? Moist, heat, they yes. love it. I bet you see a lot of resistance. Uh, everywhere. Come across now, it all the time. A lot of resistance, but I'm sure in Florida it's a lot worse. Should be yeah. Careful. And Dr. K expressed in the interview how important it is to do fecals and mm -hmm. not just to deworm like mad like we used to mm -hmm. before we knew better. Yeah. We used to just deworm and deworm and no rotate. And no more daily dewormers. No. Can you remember mm -hmm. that? When it was like in the feed, like mm -hmm. a supplement? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That was a, a crazy time. So yeah. we've learned, you know, we learned. Science is. Constantly evolving and mm -hmm. trying to figure out the right way to do it. But yes, we do definitely have more of a struggle. And for those of you that have moved down here recently, because I've had a lot of people telling me over the course of the last few months or so that they used to be just seasonal and now they're here year round. So just be aware this is not mm -hmm. like up north where you get yeah. the drastic cold weather and it kills everything. Mm -hmm. We really do have a problem year round and yeah. got to be aware. And yeah. regular fecal testing is the best option. Yeah. The other thing I always tell those people who are just here seasonally is we have mosquitoes year-round, so you do have to vaccinate more frequently than in, say, Wisconsin. Yeah, very good point. Mm -hmm. Mosquitoes are a little flying parasites, too. Yes, mm. and they're no fun either. So, And yeah. they carry all sorts of nasty things. Mm -hmm. So not to say it's not a wonderful place to be with horses, because we certainly <laughs> have got access to everything good here for horses. I yes, saw somebody driving a little pony cart in, like, the McDonald's drive through today really? off of 40. It was like... We are oh, in the horse capital. Oh, off 40, no. I think, I think my neighbor drove one off down near 200, got yeah. out of our little complex and drove her horse. It was awesome. I was like, that's cool. That pony's broke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's great. We see cool things like that. Used to be, maybe the one I used to see go past my house when I lived near you used to be used to be a little pony cart, used to go right down Jacksonville Road. Oh, you, you are so brave. Jacksonville oh, Road is like scary. <laughs> so I was like 441 is like right there. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Busy. Yeah. You know, um, Rudy, um, Rudy, who used to drive for um, for Budweiser, he's always taking. He he, he keeps his horses very close close mm -hmm. to the back of like the distribution centers, and he rides right down there and and says puts his horse and carriage outside, hitch outside um, Amazon. And he's like, we can bring it for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Only Rudy. His yeah. um, nephews, I think, carried the Alan. wagon this yes. weekend. At Alan. Alan Levi. Oh, i got to tell you a funny story mm -hmm. about that in a minute, but we have to go to break. And we're coming back. We've actually got two segments with Lauren, double-barreled surname, Proctor Brown, <laughs> DBM. And we're going to talk about polo, so stay with us. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and our broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and Midnight Rose Equestrian. This show was brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com.
tired of the rigors of keeping your horse's water troughs clean and free of algae, you need the Drinking Post Waterer, an automatic waterer for horses, livestock and cattle. Field tested for over 40 years, the Drinking Post Waterer is the gold standard of non-electric automatic waterers. Check them out on Facebook or find them on the web at dpwaterer.com. Broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Please like us on Facebook at the Horse Talk Show. You can find us on Equus Television between five and eight times a day on all smart TV networks. You can find us on the Sky on Saturday mornings, 97.3, and worldwide on odyssey.com. We're also on a bunch of podcasts, so please either tune in and watch or listen somehow and of course we're on facebook as well got a special gift for our guest lauren proctor brown goodie bags from piranha and there is also some um, lip chip goodies in here for you um koozies lots of products yes nice products we've got shine baby shine in here for you lots of good stuff to try legacy ode away like everybody has a smelly helmet, don't they? For sure. And then there's some goodies. <laughs> and there's some uh, Eterna uh, products here. The C4S is for you. And then there's some product for your horses as well. So lots of goodies there for you. Oh, look, the bag didn't do the thing it usually does. I know, that's what I said too. How weird. You know, crazy things happen. It usually goes see-through. So anyway, those are your goodies. Yes, <laughs> on the green screen, it's kind of weird. So the funny story, we started, we were talking about a bent hitch. Right, the bar in between the horses, the hitch. Yes, so this was a wooden hitch, correct? Uh, no, the one I saw was metal. Really? Yes. Oh, so you I might have done it again. I don't know how they magicked it. So the funny story is Alan was sent to be the um, 
draft horses in the Christmas parade. Mm -hmm. And he was running late because he had an axle problem on the interstate and on the trailer that they normally have the hitch in. So he had to go all the way back to the farm and he had to unload the hitch and load it up on a flatbed trailer. And he was really late. So I got permission from my boss at the CEP, who's one of the organizers of the Christmas parade. I said, Tamara, can he come late? She said, yes, that's fine. We'll open up a road for him. So they opened a closed road. The police opened a closed road for Alan to come through. And he was flying down 25th. And he parked in the horse area that I was in charge of because Tamara put me in charge of the horses. And he pulled in and he jumped out. And he was. we literally had like five minutes at that time before Santa was coming. And, you you know, you can't upstage Santa. No. He's the final no. part of the parade. Him and his, his wife, Mrs. Santa, joined the back of the parade. And then all the police department joined behind them with lights and, and all that good stuff, right? Because that's the grand finale of parade so I said to Alan well we've got like just a few minutes we've got to hurry up so he unclips the hitch and I'm standing on the other side of the trailer and it starts rolling I said Alan is it supposed to be doing that and he goes no but this is a massive hitch there's no way even the two of us could stop it rolling so it rolled and it rolled off the back of the flatbed and it went upside down on its oh side God. so I'd been board waiting for him and I'd been chatting to the OPD and you know a few other people that were organizers of parade all guys all decent sized guys <laughs> so they all come running over oh and me with my post broken neck not supposed to lift anything and Alan and the police and several others <laughs> all get under this massive heavy hitch and push it back up on its wheels well it's you know got some bends and pieces and one wheel looks like it's you know, kind of borderline hanging on for dear life. So he, we hitch up the Clydesdales, and I'm dressed in an elf costume. As you do. Classic. Of course, naturally. So we jump in the back of the hitch, and Tamara, I call Tamara, I say, we still okay? She goes, yeah, there's just a few more minutes. So we come screeching out of the parking lot on one wheel. Wheels come flying. Yes, uh. it was close. I was looking at the wheel going, this is really scary. <laughs> We come out on 25th. On huh? day. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I should have had a helmet on. Believe me. I was looking at this wheel and it was. And I was like, it's not good. So oh, no. we get out on 25th and I'm like, Whew, we made it. And I look in front of me and I see Santa and Mrs. Claus. And I go, we're behind Santa. Oh no, we can't be behind Santa. He's the end of the parade. We can't be behind Santa. We have to go back. And I look. And behind me, there's like 50 police cars. <laughs> <laughs> a familiar sight. No, just kidding. <laughs> I was just like, oh, dear me. So I'm like, well, what can we do? Let's just smile and wave. So dressed as an elf, I'm in the back of this hitch, just, you know, waving and smiling, oh, thinking, I am so fired tomorrow. <laughs> so... The funny thing is the next day I see the YouTube live feed of the parade and the announcer goes, and as is customary, and apparently has happened for 65 years, as is customary, Mr. and Mrs. Claus are the closing act and finale of the Ocala Christmas Parade, and here they come, escorted by... Hold on. There's another float. It's the Clydesdales. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I have pictures sitting in this, lots of photographs sitting in the back of this hitch with all the police coming behind us, giving us a lighted escort, you know, as we should have. Well, of course, when we get where we're going, there's no way to get back because all the roads are open and all the traffic. So Alan says, well, I'm going to get off and leave you guys with the horses. I'm going to jog back and get the horse trailer. And I said, don't be silly. We came like three miles. Are you crazy? I said, come on, let's just go down 40. People will stop. So we got in the traffic lights with the cars. <laughs> we go out on 40. And all of a sudden, this police officer comes up beside us in the golf cart. And she says, what are you guys doing? I said, well, we're going back to 25th. And she goes, Hold on. <laughs> right, all of a sudden we're surrounded. We got cops. And right. cops went, took us back. And we got like the full. So thank you, Ocala PD, for taking such good care of us. <laughs> so the moral is make friends with the police. Yes, mm -hmm. make friends with the police. It's a very good plan. Then you'll get a lighted escort and um, uh, in the parade. Yeah. Yes, with a good kind. Good yes. Guy. And we, were, we upstaged Santa. So on the way back, I see my phone is ringing. And it's my boss. And I'm like, I look at the girl I'm with, who's Rudy's girlfriend, and I'm like, shall I answer it? <laughs> Tamara, did you hear that? And I answered it and I said, hi. So anyway, I'm really sorry. And she's like, oh, no, it's my fault. I told you to go. Don't worry. And actually, we're talking about it. We really think the horses in the parade was actually the thing. And I think that it was really good and everybody's really excited about it. So I think next year we'll just put you just right in front of Santa. Or we'll just have you lead the parade at the beginning. And I was like. And she said, and then the police department said, do you want to come and eat dinner with us? Because we're all going down to the police department to eat dinner. <laughs> I was like, oh, good, I'm not in trouble. <laughs> It was quite a thing, anyway. Uh, quite a thing. So let's talk polo. So okay. I thought maybe that was the hitch, no. you know, the, the hitch know. that fell off the, the back hitch. of the... Was yours a two-horse or a four-horse? We had That's two in the parade. It might have been. Might so, have been. and he but may have... Wooden, it, I don't think it was wooden. You don't think I it was wooden? it was metal. It was very impressive. It was bent, and two minutes later, it wasn't bent, and they were ready to go. <laughs> it probably, if it wasn't the wooden one, it was probably another one that fell off at the back of another flatbed. <laughs> you should see my face when it's so rolling. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> kind of like jump in front of it. Or right. Yeah. So tell us how you started playing polo. Oh, um, I have you played all your life? No, no, no. I sort of tried to start, I, I kind of like found it a couple of times. I found it once in Wisconsin, but I didn't really have an in. And then in undergrad, I, I had an athletic scholarship <laughs> for uh, That's Coro. no way that's the one minute. That was a long story um, of mine. <laughs> I had an athletic scholarship for crew, so I was forbidden to try polo. So of course, when someone forbids you, to do something, then you've got to do it more, right? More opportunities, right? So that was. Uh, so then when I got to Cornell, I did happen to find a, an opportunity, and I started to, to learn how to play polo. We want to hear the rest, mm -hmm. so we'll come back after the break, and we'll really talk about polo with Lauren. Current equine microchips can migrate by up to 30%, causing difficulty when scanning. With over 70 years of collective horse industry experience, Lipchip offers a new, more effective method of microchipping, partnering with veterinarians and technology experts to ensure humane and practical microchipping. Lipchip was built by horsemen for horsemen. Nowadays, the performance horse industry is in need of both integrity and transparency. Lipchip is the future of horse microchipping, with cutting-edge technology functional for every discipline. Find Lipchip on social media and for more information, lipchipllc.com. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. 
This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapesa, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Louisa Barton here in the studio with my co-host Maria Lacasse from Midnight Rose Equestrian. And we have our special guest here this week, going to talk polo really <laughs> with Lauren Proctor-Brown, DVM. So were you talking a little bit about you were at Cornell and that's yeah. kind of when you got really engaged? Yeah, that's when I had a Pippola. And then I went to Kentucky for my internship and I started playing there with the, um, the Lexington Polo Club too. Were you in equestrian before polo? Yes. Um, I've done a little bit of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> a little bit of a lot. Um, I grew up with a 
very intense trainer who was quite the horsewoman, um, but I've done some hunter jumper and um, western and done a, been a trail guide and a groom and barn manager and a lot of things. Broke some horses, green horses, lots of quarter horse and apps, and then uh, found found the thoroughbreds. I love the thoroughbreds. I do too. I'm a really big fan of them. I think they're yeah. just a wonderful, versatile breed that can do so much. Mm-hmm. I went to the University of Louisville for undergrads so in equine business program, so we learned a lot about the thoroughbred industry and the horse industry in general, but um, you really learn to appreciate them and all that they'll do. They're, they're really phenomenal. Thing. And they're really fun to train and retrain for polo. This is true. Mm-hmm. I rode my gelding down the road this morning while they were like chopping up logs between like a truck and a jeep, and he's off the track. And he's like, duh, 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 duh. Are we yeah. going over that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. No. Yeah. So you yeah. kind of got, you kind of started really elsewhere, and then you ended mm-hmm. up here in yeah. Florida. We picked Ocala, actually. We were in Sarasota the winter before, and then went back up north. And then um, I had been to Ocala and done a little bit of eventing here up from Sarasota. Um, and it's so much nicer, horses like horse-wise. It's just much nicer to keep a horse in Ocala than it is Access in Sarasota. Access to everything, isn't yes. it? Yes. So it's it was very nice, and it's much more versatile. So you can do more than one thing. Though polo has taken up the majority of my time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't regret that. And then we didn't leave um, because of COVID. Uh, we didn't leave that summer, and then we found out that Florida summer is actually not terrible. It's cooler here than it is in Georgia. It's at true. Least, so yeah. Um, I never thought I'd live in Florida, but I do. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm on most of those horses you just saw. <laughs> how many do you have, or have you lost count? Uh, Anybody that goes, uh, when you ask them how many horses they have? Uh, 17. <laughs> 17, yeah. Well, I bet you know a good vet. That's probably helpful, right? right? <laughs> no, it, just helps, it just helps to take care of all of their vet work. <laughs> that that really is. Going to vet school and being like, oh, I want a, um, like a team of horses. It wasn't completely my master plan, actually. Um, I really wanted to be a surgeon. Um, mm. I did my internship at Rudin Riddle in Kentucky and loved working with Bramlage and all the wonderful surgeons there. But um, I had my own back injury. So I kind of had a little teeny, you know, I had to make a decision and I have to be able to walk because not walking and being a surgeon is not going to help me either. So being able to walk is helpful. Mm-hmm. So I had a couple of procedures and things. And through all of that, um, I could barely put my foot in a stirrup, but I got back on a horse and then I was like playing and learning how to get better at polo, but I couldn't really even walk that well on the ground. So it's a little intense. Uh, I would not necessarily recommend that someone do that. Um, it's but inspiring though. Yeah. yeah. If you knew me, it was pretty hard for me not to keep moving considering what I had been doing before that, like triathlons and, you know, crew and all that. So it was, I was grateful that the horses could keep me moving. Um, and then I just kind of, like, made a game plan and, like, leapt towards something. That's kind of when we made Team Resolute Polo, and I was trying to figure out what my future looked like. Um, and then, I don't know, I just keep jumping. You know, you get opportunities. That's what you have to and do. And the door opens, and you jump. And I'm a little careful, like, you know, there's... You have to do a decent amount of self-care. I'm sure you know about that, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I find that it works out, you know. Care for myself, can care for everybody else, and build something and just be strategic about it. Right. But, Faith um, over fear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, sure. it's exciting. It's interesting. It's not at all what I would have expected. But I definitely, I wanted to be a vet since I was a kid. And then I wanted to be a horse vet, and I am. And do a lot of really cool things. And 
used to play polo an awful lot, so I'm not really sad about how that turned That's out. Awesome. <laughs> so how often do you play polo? Do you, do you practice every day, pretty much? Yeah, so um, we have two main seasons, the winter and the summer. Um, our winter season is December to March, into a little bit in April, and then our summer season is June to um, end of September. And then so pretty take, much year round. Yeah, pretty much year round. So <laughs> little gap. Those big seasons, we're playing outdoor polo. We practice um, two or three times a week, and then we host a public match once a week for all of those. So in the summer, it's on Saturdays. Beat the heat. We do it in the evening. Works out pretty well. The horses t tolerate that well. They've, you know, we've conditioned them to, to tolerate it. Um, and then in the winter, we do it Sundays at one. Um, so that's a nice day to come out and hang with your family. Um, and then when we're not on the grass, we're actually in the arena, and we do that year round. So we're in the arena twice a week, teaching people how to play and group lessons, and that's where everybody kind of starts. It's a little bit more controlled than a ten-acre field at 30 miles an hour. Um, so the arena is where we teach everybody the rules. It's very safe, it's controlled, and then they kind of graduate from there to the grass and then just keep on learning. So it's pretty exciting, we, but we're doing, we work year-round. The ponies are around year-round, so they have to be doing something. So tell our listeners what a chucker is. Uh, a chucker is a period of polo. Um, pol polo matches can be anywhere between four to six chuckers. We mostly host four checker matches because of the level of polo that we're hosting in Ocala. So it's a very community-friendly polo. It's something that you could learn and aspire to be on that game day field. You don't have to be a millionaire. Um, you know, Ocala is the horseman. It's, you know, it was built for the horseman. This is not Wellington. Um, so it's very community-friendly. So it's easier. You only have to own, at certain levels, two to four to six horses per, per rider. Um, and kind of go from there. We host a lot of women's um, stuff as well because our membership is probably more than 50% women. For polo, that's actually rare. Um, obviously, for other horse sports, it's, it's female-dominated, but polo has been male-dominated for a while up until the last decade or so, and then we got women's ratings, and the women are taking it by storm. Um, and of course. Polo, polo more than everybody else. Like, we, um, I guess it might be because, you know, I'm around. But. I think I was about to say, you probably have something to do with that. It, I do, but actually David, my, my um, business partner, he was the coach at Cornell for 37 years. Wow. He won a boatload of national championships, um, and if you ask him, he'll be a little sheepish about it, but he'll admit the women are better. <laughs> We're just feistier. I've seen yeah. that. I've met full yeah. of players that are like, we like those mares that are like mm -hmm. those oh, yeah. cranky little, like, yeah, that'll we love just go get it done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The mares will give you that, like, extra little bit. So, like, if you're trying to win a game and it's really tight and you're down to the wire and, like, you want to be on a mare, okay? And I love a couple of my geldings. They're, they're great, but they just give you the same thing every day. So they're really solid, like, first half horse. You know what you're going to get. You're not going to get a surprise. You're going to be able to get done what you need. But that final chucker, you know, it's going to come down to the wire. You want that mare who's going to, like... So you mean, at, the, you mean at the end of the polo match, Sonny's out? i got to get myself a girl instead. Yeah. Yeah. You need to get your little donkey one. But the boys are great. We, we do have more boys in our string than the average. Um, and some of our boys are amazing. So um, Rye, we, we, we named him after Basil Hayden's Rye because he's just so good. Um, he was often my final checker horse because he is very good and he is a gelding. He's a thoroughbred. And you play a lot on a lot on thoroughbreds. Yeah, actually, the majority of my barn is thoroughbreds. A lot of them are off the track. Um, a couple of them are Argentine bred thoroughbreds, which is like breeding a stock horse in, um, and they were bred for polo. Um, but what we train 
is we take off the track thoroughbreds, usually a three-year-old, um, and we plan for at least two years of work before they're, they're made, and that's when their manes get roached, so that's a little trick. Hold that thought for one sec. We heard the sound, which means we have to go to break, but we're going to come back, wrap it up with Lauren, and then we're going to take it to Chris Killam, and you're going to hear a wonderful testimonial about Epic. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll finish up when we come back. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, Summit Joint Performance, and Equigreen. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Piranha, your trusted leader in insect control for 50 years. The official fly spray for World Equestrian Center. From the strongest water-based equine spray in the blue bottle to the familiar and longtime favorite in the yellow bottle. Wipe and spray, we've got you covered. If you're looking for effective plant-based fly spray, then look for our zero bite in the green bottle. Check us out online at piranhainc.com. That's P-Y-R-A-N-H-A, piranhainc.com, to learn more about Piranha's entire family of products. Piranha, it works. My name is Dr. Natalie Solomon. I formulated Equigreen with cutting-edge science and technology alongside the passion that is represented by a lifelong love of horses. I created a product that I would trust for my horses because they deserve nothing but the best for their bodies. Horses rely on us to take care of them, to love them, to respect them. This is how Equigreen came to life. Equigreen, CBD for your horse that you can trust. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. <laughs> love life you gotta love the bloopers Gigi don't interfere he knows what he's doing I know right he's excellent Isaac Brosius Brocious Brocious that's much better producer well done <laughs> we're switching gears just for a minute to Chris Killam uh, he is actually at Equine Performance Innovative Center with us and sharing some great testimonial about a horse that would not have rehabbed as fast as it did without the therapies at Epic we're just going to share this story with you and then in the last segment Lauren's going to stay we're going to switch back and wrap it up on polo so hope you enjoy this at Epic 
I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here at the Equine Performance and Innovative Center. We've been chatting a little to Dr. Alberto Rolan about some of the wonderful testimonials he has, horses that have been here for rehabilitation. And I have the pleasure now of being with the top equestrian here with Chris Killam of Dresden Manor Farm. And I'm going to learn a little bit about him, first of all, before we talk about this wonderful testimonial. Chris, thank you for being with us. Tell us a little bit about you, your background in the farm. Um, we actually just moved here to Ocala full-time a year ago. We've had property here for the winter, uh, but we had a business in Naples, Florida for eight years and then just moved here like in the last six months full-time. So we spend most of the winters here anyways, but um, no, love it here in Ocala. Welcome. We're very, very glad you're here full-time. Now, I think a lot of people have done that since WEC opened, and yes. I think that's really a, a big key part of that. For sure. Like the, just the vet offices, the the amount of farriers, that sort of access we have to the professionals in our industry is really kind of second to none living here in Ocala. Very true, for sure. So tell us a little bit about the story of Ayla and kind of the injury and how it occurred and sort of the the, the beginning of that rehab and then how all of it of course, plays into Epic here. Um, like I rode Ayla for years and then because I was living in Naples, uh, like I didn't ride her. She wasn't with me at the time of her injury, which is no fault of anybody's. It just is what it is. Horses do horse things from time to time. <laughs> um, but I mean, but she literally lost like a like a 12 ounce steak of meat from her armpit and chest. But the problem is right where the girth goes. So they brought her here and she did all of her rehab and what was in three months, what turned out to be like, I could get right on her and ride her. I mean, she was fit. She was ready. I mean, we were already jumping her. Um, so as soon as she got the go ahead to have the girth on her, she was ready to go. And no way could that have been done without this facility. That's incredible. So the injury was done uh, in the area, obviously where the girth mm -hmm. goes. So that tends to be a longer term before, type of before yeah. certainly before you can ride again and put a yeah. saddle on a horse in that area tell us about some of the treatments that she experienced here while she was here that you feel really helped that and sped up that process i think i mean the hyperbaric chamber here for sure i think sped up the initial healing process probably like tenfold at least um, but i think the other things that worked were the swimming pool and the aqua tread because but like i said when i got her and she was ready to ride i didn't have to really bring her back fitness wise i just had to get on her and start riding i mean we were jumping little courses within three weeks so and that no way is i mean if without all of this facility i sh we'd still be hand walking her or you know maybe tack walking her by now but because of all of this modern equipment you know she she came to me and could go right back to work good afternoon this is Victor Rullian with performance point and ethics when we were having when we had Ayla here Ayla was suffered an unfortunate wound that is not that uncommon she had an axillary wound and that extended quite a bit. At the moment, it was infected, and that's why we decided to do hyperbaric oxygen chamber. But it was not just the infection where it was. It was actually in the muscles that will impede the movement of Isla. So our plan of attack was the following. We were going to get the healing as fast as possible with the hyperbaric oxygen chamber. Then once she was healed, we would do rehabilitation. That way, we would increase strength, we would increase core, and we would increase flexibility and mobility. And after that, I like a fix, thank goodness, she went home and she did amazing. And she was able to catch up on the training without losing conditioning. 
That's really incredible. And of course, I actually hadn't even thought of that aspect of it before. But you're right. When you bring a horse back that's been out for several months, you've got all that beginning to get fit yes. again before you can even think about a jumping right. course. So the fact that she was able to be in the treadmill and actually receive sure. therapeutic exercise that wasn't uh, high, 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 a lot of pressure or intensity yeah. for her was ideal. Yeah, absolutely. Because she didn't lose a lot of her muscle, a lot of her top line, like we call it. I mean, like I said, she was kind of ready to go and she will horse show at WEC in two weeks. So, I mean, that's I mean, if that's not a testimony to this amazing facility, I don't know what it is, because it wasn't that long ago that she had a big gaping wound right where you put the girth. And now she's riding and jumping and back to her old self. Really, really incredible. That That's amazing. So you obviously, having been in the horse world for a long time, have seen injuries. Uh, unfortunately, as you said, horses like to get into trouble. Yeah. They like to find a problem right. if there's a if there's a possibility. So, you've obviously seen injuries before and seen the long term care that that it takes to get well and get fit again. So and get reconditioned. Absolutely. So you, what you saw was a tremendous difference from the norm. Yeah, I would say at least a nine month, you know, sooner rehab for where she is now. I mean, where her body was, you know, three months ago, four months ago when it when it first happened and to be able to go on the horse show three months later. I mean, that's like I said, without this equipment, it's a year away from just being, you know, fit and rideable. And because of this equipment here, she was, you know, I mean. I can go right back to work and no, with no worries to the rest of her body. Cause in any rehab situation, you're worried about the other parts of their body, like too much stress in their legs or they got too fat because they weren't moving. And with all, like with the salt water and everything she could, like I said, she didn't lose very much. It was just the time for the stitches to heal and the muscle to get back together, heal however it was, which was sped up by all of their other equipment. I mean, I got her and it's right back to work. Another phenomenal point that you just made also that I hadn't thought of, a horse stuck in a stall, unable to do any kind of non-impact exercise even is going to possibly have a, sure. have a risk of laminitis yeah. because taking the weight off that one yep. leg, putting it on the other three, right. that's always a concern. So being able to keep that horse moving and fit, sure. uh, another, another yeah. good point made. No, and that's as a trainer, like you're always, I mean, those like the stress of the horse, like it's a stressful thing. Like any of those things can contribute to colic, laminitis, any of those various, you know, okay, you have a traumatic injury um, situation, but then just trying to keep them safe, the rest of their body safe, that nothing else goes wrong. So you're just treating that injury. And this facility really allows for that to, for you to be able to relax about it and know that they're, they're going to be able to do horse things pretty quickly, whether they can put full weight on it or not, they can get in the pool, they can get in the aquasizer, all of that stuff to keep moving. And, you know, horses are built to move. They're grazing animals. They're supposed to be moving 24 hours a day, not standing in a stall. So the more their respiratory system, all of their blood pumping mechanisms from their feet, like all of that stuff, they can keep them going here where, you know, 20 years ago, they would be stuck in a stall and you're just hoping, you know, keeping your fingers crossed that nothing goes wrong before you can start walking them around. And here they're swimming and, you know, things are all happening pretty quickly. Pretty incredible. Chris, thank you so much. Any last word? I mean, obviously, if you ever have an injury with a horse, you know exactly where you're exactly. coming, right? Ab absolutely. No, I mean, they have like th this, they have more facilities here than my doctors do. I mean, it's like, it's good to be a horse in Ocala for sure with this place. It is indeed. That is an absolute, that's spot on. We're going to have to use that on the show. Thank you so much, no Chris. Absolutely wonderful. Chris Killam, top equestrian, uh, giving us a great testimonial on a horse that came back probably six months faster than it would have if we hadn't had the epic facility here. Equine Performance Innovative Center, Dr. Alberto Rilland. Fantastic news on Ayla. 
And we're definitely going to follow this horse from now on. Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, Summit Joint Performance, and Equigreen. Hi, I'm Alan Davies with Equine Therapy International. Today we're at Engineered Equine Performance celebrating the new saltwater chilled treadmill. This particular chilled equine saltwater treadmill is a game changer. As you can see, the finest materials are used, the filtration system, coarse, fine filtration, no chemicals. We use UV, ozone, combination of filtration to keep the highest water chemistry standards. Being a saltwater unit, only the finest stainless steel and materials are used. That's important when it comes to longevity and cost of service over the life of the unit. This unit also has integrated massage jets with fine bubbles and coarse air bubbles for the therapy. The control system on this is Siemens industrial grade, top of the line technology, straight from Germany, but also serviceable here in the US. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a salt water spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Maria Lacasse of Midnight Rose Equestrian's background is in natural horsemanship and dressage principles with a main focus on maintaining a balance of communication and correct biomechanics between horse and rider. Come to her farm or she'll come to yours. Allow Maria to help you and your horse to unwind and balance to increase performance so that you can both be the best you can be together to build a lifelong partnership of success. Maria Lacasse of Midnight Rose Equestrian is a graduate of the Equine Natural Movement School for Equine Structural Integration and a Florida School of Massage graduate. Find Midnight Rose Equestrian on social media and on the web at midnightroseequestrian.com and book your massage for your horse and you right away. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's Equine Studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital.
Back on the final segment of the Horse Talk Show for this week, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my co-host, Maria Lacasse from Midnight Rose Equestrian. And then we also have a special guest here this week we've been chatting to, Lauren Proctor-Brown, DVM, and a very good polo player with some sassy mares. <laughs> very good. <laughs> And actually, on that note, let's just switch to the um, to the hobby horse um, uh, video that we have. If you're watching on the television or on social media, um, Sullivan Hogan at the CEP um, created this video for us for the event October 22nd at the Florida Horse Park. Thank you to the Florida Horse Park for helping us um, launch this event and um to just really show the fun of horse sports from the safety of a stick horse free for people to, of all ages to come and enjoy, adults and children. Thank you to Lauren and um, Team Resolute and Ocala Polo Club for <laughs> basically showing a bunch of amateurs how to play polo on stick horses. And um, <laughs> it was a laugh. David was there as well. He's great fun. Um, and you know how we took the real polo ball away. Yes, I know. <laughs> like, yeah, tennis balls for you amateurs because you might hurt somebody and... And we probably would have. And uh, I think this video is actually going to play at exceptional mornings tomorrow in front of oh, 300 right. people um, that are CEP partners, uh, is what my understanding. That? That's at, um, starts at, eight. the official talking part starts at 8, but the people get there about 7.30 and have coffee and, and all that. But then they'll at Church of Hope. So they're going to play that and the, the mayor will be there and all the all the big CEP partners will be there. They'll the see it. The mayor got on the wooden horse. He yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. So Hobby Horse Equestrian Games, October 22nd, 10 to 4. We're going to have the polo match kind of late in the day. We're going to have a little parade of breeds. We're going to have vendors and food trucks and free admission. And thank you again to the Florida Horse Park and to the um, Ocala Polo Club for helping us get this this going, we're going to do some steeplechase, some eventing, raining, barrel racing, show jumping, so some English and some Western. And um, it should be a lot of fun and, and people can learn about the sports and the rules. And then when they go and watch some game or some some match or some event, they actually understand what's going on and they've done it. And the worst case scenario is you fall off a hobby horse not too far. So, <laughs> you know, right. Um, and, and none of us fell over, did no, we? No, no. It's sort fell of a miracle. No um, we weren't really bumping. We weren't much, bumping yeah. much. Yeah, we didn't get into that. No, I think it could that bad, I guess. It, it could have been. I think if we'd have played <laughs> like gonna, a whole match have where an there was umpire. a. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Because I was thinking that. I was thinking, you know, if we'd have played a real match, it would have got competitive. Because CP. Very competitive. Mm-hmm. Staff are very competitive. Mm-hmm. So then, that. yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. So then there would have been probably quite a lot of bumping. Quite a lot of bumping. It would Which have happened. Legal in polo. And then we'd have needed a massage. Perhaps yeah, we'd have needed a veterinarian. <laughs> more than just a massage. Yeah, maybe. Could be, uh, could be fun. So we're looking for some some people to get involved in this and, mm-hmm. and, and play against each other. It's be a lot of a lot of fun. But... Maria had an amazing question for you in the break that I want the answer for. So, what is like one of your biggest challenges as a polo rider? Um, I think right now it's just not worrying about all of the different things I'm doing all at once. Not just because like I'm riding and playing, but I'm like hosting everybody, and I'm not that person who ever wanted to throw a party. And somehow I'm now somebody who throws a party every week. 
So forced into a non-comfort zone. Yes, it's definitely it's not a comfort, comfort zone. zone. <laughs> Um, but so far it's doing well, but I tend to be worried about like the announcer and the music and the sidelines and everything and just playing the game. So I also take little trips and go play elsewhere so that I can not have to worry about it and then I get to laugh when something messes up. But <laughs> so what you mean? What you mean problem. is then I should go and be a guest on someone else's TV show? It's so I don't have. Fun. So I don't have to like worry it's about the whole like yeah. You're not worried about the behind the scenes. You just get to sit there and smile mm -hmm. and make jokes. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. I mean, we traveled down to Sarasota and played in the women's one of the women's challenges down there, and it's refreshing not to have to worry about anything other than myself. It was good. It was a really nice match. It was a nice tournament. Um, so you get to go and play somewhere else. You don't have all the organizing all the headaches. Yeah, yeah not that running around like a mad woman. Usually, it's our like food truck vendors, and if anybody needs to find me before the match, because I don't have time to put my whites on in between setup and getting on a horse, or I've gotten. Or it's just difficult. Uh, you know. Um, so I usually just tell them I'm the mad woman running around in white pants and socks pulled up to her knees. And so far they always find me. Nice. <laughs> That's like your uniform. Yeah. Well, then you put your boots on. So it makes sense. You can't see the socks anymore. But yes. Yeah. That's probably my current problem. But. Yeah. Is it hard managing your whole team of horses when you go? Or is it? Um, there's just a lot. I mean, it's not hard. It's so much different. Because like. I mean, we just do it all the time, and the trailer's always packed. So, like, it's right. that stuff is just, it's routine. It's just, it's just, so it's so it's yeah. just flows. But you know how horses are and horse things are. There's always, like, some new adventure of mm -hmm. something that goes wrong. Right. Or, oh, the strap is broke. Oh, this, yeah. Right. Or, I broke my overgirth, or I can't get my overgirth off. <laughs> that was this week. Uh, <laughs> new groom is wonderful. He gets the overgirth very tight, but he couldn't get the girth tight. <laughs> The wrong order um but you know it's it's good it's really fun it is um, a fun it is a fun it's game it's fun. Uh, and i think that the and florida horse park such a great venue for mm -hmm. for this because you can go and really have a wonderful kind of outdoor mm -hmm. um experience in a beautiful place yeah. and enjoy watching a match and and some mm -hmm. good horsing around yeah and you can park so the tailgates the way they work is like you know you park right behind your tent so it's it's really easy for everybody of all abilities, and it's good for families. So it's it's really approachable. Um, the horse park's a great venue. You know, there's so much air, get some fresh air, and I get to run around in a kind of safe environment. Um, and it's a really cool sport. You see some amazing teamwork with some amazing athletes because you're not. It's like you're a team with your horse. You're also a team with other people, and you don't get that in other equine disciplines. Um, so it's, it's really fun to see that. And if you get to know, if you come, like we have a lot of regulars and I love them. They know the people, they know the horses, they're following the story, they're seeing the horses and the players develop. And, you know, and it's very, it's very cool to see that and to see everybody. Kind of I see a lot together. of people posting photos. They look mm -hmm. like they're having a really, really nice time out mm -hmm. there and doing a little tailgating. And, and I always see Showcase Properties, big supporter of, yep. um, mm -hmm. of the Ocala Polo Club out there just in having a good time. Mm -hmm. So it, it definitely seems like a, a family. I always see Jessica and Ben out there with their two yes. little guys yes. um, running time. around, having mm -hmm. a good, a good yeah. time. And then, and then I see people out there uh, stomping the divots and, mm -hmm. and just, uh, just really just having a good time. It just yeah. looks like a a family-friendly, fun mm -hmm. event to come out and yeah. be outside and, and enjoy a, a summer evening in Florida. Yeah, bring your family, friends, and our announcers are great. If you've never seen polo before ever in your life, they're going to kind of talk you through the game. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty, It's you'll you'll be able to follow along because they're going to talk 
talk you through it, um, you know, so you can cheer for people and you know who's doing what. And you'll be less lost than when I went to my first football game and had to pay attention. Um, <laughs> I'm still down. lost on American football. Yes. Sorry. I, I, I thought am. that the line on the TV, this is embarrassing to admit, I didn't, where did that go? It's not on the field. I don't know where the first <laughs> print, the down is. Right. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Is that here? the one that's always moving? Like with yeah, the flag, yeah. The flag right? Well, there's a flag, but if you watch on TV, there's a, there's a big old line across the field. Well, it's gone in real life. Right. I, without the line, I don't know what's going on. I'm thoroughly baffled by American <laughs> football. Still to this day, it doesn't matter how much I watch it, I don't get it. So uh, every time I think it's getting exciting, it stops. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> keeps on rolling. Lauren, I want to thank you so much for being with us. I can't believe we're at the last minute. I think that's the fastest show we've had in weeks. It flew by. Thank you, guys, both of you. We like to go fast. We do. That's true. Galloping. Whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around. Till the same time next week.